Hi, everybody. This is Jason Eagle, your natural health authority with another Healing Matters podcast. Um, and uh, today we're talking about neck decompression. How do you decompress your neck? Why would you want to decompress your neck? My neck is compressed. Yes, your neck gets compressed. And you just look at people out there. You can see that people's necks are compressed. And what's another form of neck compression? You can see forward head posture. I've got it. I'm working on it. The real bad sign is you can see that neck hump on the back uh, of their neck, right at the top of their shoulders, what they call a dowager's hump. That's right at what's called the, the vertebrae uh, C7, T1. We have seven cervical vertebrae. We have 12 thoracic vertebrae and then five of the lumbar vertebrae. So the seven thoracic vertebrae, the most important one is C1 and C2. Your head sits on top of a stick and each one of the vertebrae are these basically um, bones. Now the top two ones, which is called the axis and the atlas, the one is like a flat bone and then the other ones that's right underneath it has a little kind of stick that sticks up in, inside of that so that it kind of swivels around. And then the vertebrae that are below that are the wider vertebrae of the neck vertebrae. So C1 and C2 are tucked up underneath the back of your skull. Where they start, when you put your head at the back of your head, right where that little knob is, right at the, so if you follow your skull, the back of your head, it's round and round, and then you got that little divot, that little knob right there, and then it's a divot that goes in, and then it goes down into your neck. And then when you feel at also, put your hands behind your head, you've got these other two knobs that are off to either side right at the base of your skull, and then follow that down behind your ears, and you're going to have two other knobs, which are called the mastoid process. Now, I'm talking about these structures because that's going to have a lot to do with how do you decompress it? What is, when I talk about doing stretches, now there's these devices that you can get that elongate your neck and all these other things. And you can go to a chiropractor, you can go to machines that decompress your neck. Um, those can be helpful, but I'm talking about what can you do at home? What can you do on a daily basis? Because um, now one of the one of the things that make it worse is you know we have a lot more neck compression than we had, and especially at younger ages because of people looking at the screens, people looking down and looking into your phone or looking at com your computer that tends to then compress it and it squishes your neck. <clears throat> Why don't you want that? You don't want that because as your neck, as you start turtling, you get this turtling in your neck, it starts to compress on the nerves and essentially starts to crush your brain, which then your brain controls everything. So essentially you are starting to cut the communication off through your different organs. So <laughs> you, can't, can't, you can't hear me, put a mask on your face. Um, what's happening is, is your brain has to connect all the way down to your toes. It has to connect to every single part of your body. And it has to do that through the nerves. And now the other thing too, is as your head slides forward, if you can imagine, you know, those flower pots, a flower pot that you, let's say those terracotta flower pots, they have a hole in the center. They have a hole at the bottom so that water drains out of it. Because if, you know, water sits too long in uh, a plant, it will rot it. So it has to drain out. 
Think about your skull as the same way. Your brain's inside here of this round bowling ball. At the bottom, there's a hole because your spinal cord comes out and comes through that hole. And then it goes down the column of your spinal column, which are essentially like conduit. Conduit is, is when you are having wires inside your house. They don't have wires that are, or let's say wires that are in the ground. These wires are not bare. You don't just bury wires. You bury them inside of a pipe because the pipe will then can protect it. So your spinal column is protecting the bones, is protecting this soft brain because your brain is your spinal column. Your brain is the nerves in your finger. It's just kind of like the roots of the tree. The roots that are buried in the ground are the tree, just as whereas the very, very top and the leaves are the tree. The apple of the apple tree is the tree. It's an extension of the tree. So the roots that are the tendrils that go down through the body, which is that's the nerves, is the brain, okay? And your brain connects and controls everything. Now, as I said, as your head starts to slip forward, if you've got that hole, so imagine the drain of that um, terracotta pot, right? Now, if you have that drain on top of flat ground and, or let's say ground that's plugging the hole, then it won't drain, it will stay there. Now imagine that hole is on top of a pole that actually has uh, water going down it. Well, so it's basically, if that, that terracotta pot, if your brain is on top of a hollow tube, it drains through. So if the, the brain coming out, the signal that's coming out of your brain, and plus it is actually a drain because we have cerebral spinal fluid and it's an actual fluid that has to go up and down. And it's what we call the cranial sacral or sacrocranial pump. Basically your brain has to expand and contract. Now, if you look at your brain, when you have a baby that's born, they got that little soft spot that's called the fontanelle. Okay. And when you've seen skulls, you know, we've got uh, basically Halloween coming up and we see a lot of pictures of skulls. You've got these lines that are in the skull. And when you look at them, they fit together like a zipper. Exactly how a zipper fits, which is the zipper. When you zip your pants up or you zip your coat up, it is these things that click together. Now, the reason that that does that, we think that, you know, as your skull grows together, when you're a baby, it's soft because it's not, the plates haven't grown together. Okay, kind of like the tectonic plates that our bland uh, is on top of. And we have an earthquake, that's because of the shifting of these tectonic plates. So your brain fits inside your skull, right? Now these things, they're what's called sutures. Now a suture is also like when you sew up a person, when you cut them and you sew that up, those are called sutures, right? And the reason that they're called sutures in the skull is because they're designed to expand and contract. It doesn't stay solid. Because your brain, the cerebral spinal fluid, the fluid that surrounds your brain, think about your brain as like the skull is like an eggshell. And then think about your brain as the yolk that's floating inside the fluid of your skull. Why? Because you don't want your skull touching your brain or your brain touching your skull. If your brain touches your skull even a tiny little bit, that can create damage, which is called a concussion. So your brain and the whole tube going all the way down to your sacrum, which is your butt, your, your butt crack or your tailbone, 
your tailbone, which is just above your butthole, that's that what they call the tailbone. That whole thing is your spine, and that whole thing is the the uh, basically the brain stem that becomes the spinal cord that goes all the way down. Now, now this cord, which is the spinal cord, is surrounded by a fluid, a hydraulic fluid. Now, this fluid goes through your heart pumps. Okay, you can feel the pump, you can feel your pulse, and the pulse is your rhythm, which is the rhythm is is what your heart rate. There's a heart rate, and you know, if you're relaxed and you're you're really healthy, you're right around 45, 50 beats per minute, right? Some people it's you know 60, some people it's really low. If like you're a meditating person, you're like you know, anywhere from 30 to 25 beats per minute. Really, really calm. Okay. Now the cranial sacrum has a pump that has a pump too and it expands in your brain and basically that uh, then your your sutures in your skull are supposed to ex expand basic giving room for your brain and then that compresses and then that pump goes down and then it opens up in your sacrum so it's this back and forth your skull expands and then contracts and then your sacrum which is in your pelvis right in your butt right inside the pelvic floor that's where the 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 sacrum goes and the pressure increases there and it opens and contracts and it goes back and forth it's not as fast as your heart but it does this it has a rhythm where it, it ebbs and flows okay now going back to the neck position if your neck is out of whack if that member think about that like that hole that hole at the bottom of the flower pot on top of a tube on top of a straw now when it's lined up correctly that hole is directly over that tube so when you were born and you were a child and you had perfect posture everything worked better because those holes are lined up but as your head goes forward, they become aligned, disaligned. And so the, the tube doesn't line. So the fluid. Now imagine inside that tube is a snake, right? Now, if the snake is inside that tube, if it slides forward, it starts to pinch on the snake. It starts to pull. That's why they show the, in fact, the, all the, the doctors and dentists, they have that, it's what's called the caudaceous staff, which is, it looks like two snakes going up and down this this um, pole with a little round thing and sometimes it has wings on that. That is your spine and the two snakes are actually, if you could see what looks like, it seems like it's evil, but it really it's, it's, if you could see what the electromagnetic field, what electrical energy looks like, what your brain is, everything that you do, is these wires that are conducting electricity. And they're, they're going back and forth the same way as the double helix because it also represents your DNA. Two things going back and forth and actually going round and round and round and round, okay? Creating a spiral. That's what the brain is, if you could imagine what the energy looks like. Now, it's supposed to be a straight pole. It's supposed to be lined up. But if you start putting kinks in it, then it's gonna start messing up with the neurologic flow of this flow of energy but it's also going to affect the blood flow it's going to start pinching on blood flow which is going to so having your neck out of whack having your jaw that's pinching your neck and squeezing your your cerebral spinal fluid as well as squeezing what's called the vagus nerve the vagus nerve is this nerve that is we have two nervous systems 
<clears throat> you have the sympathetic nervous system, which is the regular way that it's wired, and that's the fight or flight mechanism. You're born to fight. You're born to run. You're born to survive, okay? Then we have what's called the parasympathetic nervous system, which is another nervous system that's tacked into there. And that's kind of like the alien one, which is it's a completely foreign different thing. But that one is designed to have you relax. That one is designed to have you heal. That one is designed to, whew, everything's cool, honey bunny, right? Now, both your heart is the thing that pumps all the time. You've got to pump blood. That's what keeps you alive. And you breathe. Now, the base of the skull, right where your base of your brain is, which is called the medulla oblongata and the base of the skull, that's where all of the critical functions, the autonomic nervous system, the things that you don't have to think about, breathing and swallowing and beating your heart and all of this other stuff, which is if you had to think about beating your heart, you'd forget, right? And so there are these things which are like in a spaceship, which is basically the, the survival mechanisms. Those things are always running. Now, if you start to pinch on that, then it starts to affect those systems. So that's one of the leading problems of having neck problems, neck compression, is elevated heart, uh, heart disease, uh, high blood pressure, also anxiety, lots of anxiety problems because people, you're always triggering that button of the fight or flight mechanism. And then we also have lots of problems of insomnia, not being able to sleep because you sleep with the parasympathetic nervous system, bad digestion, because there's what's called the gut brain. You're, and in fact, the gut brain, what's inside your guts of digestion, as well as your deep intuition, feel it in your gut. That's actually the primary brain. That brain comes first now, but it also has to connect to the brain through the neck. So having your neck slide forward and compress and crunch is literally not just a pain in the neck, but it also affects every single thing in your body. And if you start noticing people in the nursing home, people who are old, people who die and die, or some people can die in their 50s and 60s, 30s, 40s. Some people can die in their 90s, hundreds, right? And I've seen people in their hundreds who look and are out there running a marathon and they don't have that neck all. So it, it doesn't have to come with age. And if it does, if your neck gets compressed, or let's say you go to the chiropractor and they do an x-ray of your neck and they go holy crap it looks all it's like all melted together it's all fused together and it's all compressed and these these you know vertebrae that used to be this big are now this big they're all sandwiched and squished together and you've seen those old people that can't turn their neck right or let's say your neck doesn't really it's not out of whack but you get those things where you can't turn your head to get out of the driveway or that one time when you turn your head to get out of the driveway or reach in the back and grab your purse and ah, now you can't move your neck for days or weeks. That's a neck compression, okay? So this is the secret to health. This is the secret to longevity. And since it connects to so many other things, compression and decompression is one of the answers to many problems that you wouldn't think of. I'm telling you, um, with women who have fertility issues or men that have fertility issues and they're going, meaning they can't get pregnant and they're going to get in vitro fertilization and stuff like that. You know who's had more success with getting people pregnant is the decompressors of the spine and the jaw. 
chiropractors and the orthodontists that have worked on releasing the jaw because the jaw, when you're clenching, you're pulling on that thing and you're squeezing the base of the skull. The base of the skull right here, it goes to those autonomic nervous system and it goes to, especially the top vertebrae, it goes directly to the reproductive organs. It goes directly to the lowest part, which is where your prostate, where your uh, testicles are, where your uterus, where your ovary is, where your bowel is, where your bladder is. So later in life, when people have incontinence issue, grandma and grandpa that got to wear the, the diapers and wear the depends, um, the people are in their 20s and 30s or 40s and can't get pregnant, okay? By fixing the neck, it fixes these things, okay? And, and why? Because the reason that you're, those organs that are not working well, even the production, let's say a man says, you got low production of sperm, low testosterone, and you need to take your testosterone and go exercise. You need to fix your neck. You need to get your neck out of your shoulders, okay? <clears throat> because it's compressing that, and then you start to see things. Now, as I said, the vagus nerve is right there, and that's the thing that controls the body's ability to release these hormones that calm you down and heal you and give you perspective and keep you from freaking out. People are freaking out because uh, they're all clenched up. And so sure, you can take, you know, medication like SSRIs or Prozac or, or all this other stuff. But you know what? You could be damaging yourself and it could be as simple as, as just getting your neck, stretching your neck out, decompressing your spine, getting your brain to work. People who have ADD, people who have, um, let's say, are having to take Adderall so that they can study and stuff like that or so that they can be smarter. Stupid, really dumb, because you'll look at those people and they're all clenched forward. People who are bodybuilders, who are really big, strong, upper, but their neck is all sandwiched in. Um, they're going to be later the guy that... So Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, these different types of... Losing your memory, losing your short-term memory. If your brain is being squished, you don't have good memory. You don't have good thoughts. Being stuck in these thoughts where a person is basically looping on thoughts let's say getting a song stuck in your head or, or why did they say that or you know the internal chatter that you think you have to go to therapy for and yeah therapy can be can, therapy can be helpful but it could be as simple as stretching your neck because those are early warning signs that your brain is being squished and your brain is like being put in your straitjacket and it's going get me out of here and it's as simple as a mechanical thing by getting your neck elongated and decompressing the spine, getting your head back, getting your ear over your shoulders, which is over your hip, which is over your knee, which is over your ankle, which is over your foot. In perfect posture, it's all in a straight line, right? And then you have some bends. You got a good curve in your neck. You got a good curve in your low back. And it's like an S curve that looks like a leaf spring in a car. And it takes those compressions. And so a really good posture is not necessarily that straight military neck. Although a lot of military guys that have that straight neck, they do have really good healthy spine. But even more so, the fighters that where you see they've got a good curvature in their neck and they got a good curvature in the low back and they're kind of almost compressed in the chest a little bit, but they're not. They're flexible, but they're compressed. Uh, but you're like compressed in the sense of like a compressed spring which they can spring up and they can spring forward and they can twist really well. So a really good spine does have that structural postural thing. And But like I said, too, is, um, you know, we're talking about what are the problems I could be having? 
okay? Like I said, anxiety. It, you know, could you say that that marital problems, you fight all the time and you on your third divorce can have something to do with your neck being in the wrong place, your brain being crunched? Yes. Yes, because if your brain is being squished and your nerve is being squished and your vagus nerve, you don't know how to calm down. You don't know how to think. You don't know how to be at peace. You don't know how to be rational. You don't know how to be logical. You get stuck in this kind of reactive type of thing and you're a caged animal. Uh, depression, um, uh, all of these different types, hormonal issues in terms of, now your thyroid is right inside here. And so as you can press forward on your neck, you could be pinching on a lot of thyroid issues, which can also affect weight, which can affect your um, metabolism. I used to be able to eat anything I want. Now I can't lose weight even if I exercise. Well, you could start looking at your neck. You could start, so you can go to anything in the body. And if your neck is out of whack, that is at, is it, and it's a huge part of it. So let's start by what are some of the stretches that we can do? Because anybody can do these stretches. One of the really good stretches that you can do, you can have how other people help you. And I'll get later into that, which is you can have a person like me help you. You can have a person, a physical therapist. You can have a chiropractor, these different types of things. You can get these devices that you can buy online. But I'm talking about, let's start with the cheap stuff, the stuff that's staring right in front of you that you can do on your own. This one is called the chin fist. Basically, you've got your chin here, okay? So imagine your chin. Those that are, are listening on podcast, you're gonna have to use your imagination or, or go to my YouTube and you can see pictures of this. So think about your chin and put your fist, you can either make thumb up or pinky up, it doesn't matter, put it right on your chest and then rest your chin on that chest and push down. So you're pushing your chin into your chest, okay? Then what you do is with your other hand, you put it at the back of your skull. Now, remember I talked at the back of your skull, there's those two knobs. Uh, there's the center right at there. If you go down, it's there's the curve of your skull, the back of your head, and then it goes bump, and it goes into that little divot. Now go to the right and left of that. You'll feel these two round knobs. It kind of feel like almost like golf balls right there. That's where you cup your hand and you put your hand there. And what you do is, is when you have your chin on your fist and your other hand behind you, what you do is you pull forward and you stretch it forward. You should start to feel, and you can even compress your chin into that, that fist right there. And you pull forward and you should start to feel a stretch. You want to hold that stretch for about, let's say, anywhere from... 10 to 15 seconds to 20 seconds, and then relax it, and then release, and then do it again. You're stretching forward, right? And you can switch hands too. Stretch forward with your hand, with your chin on that fist, right? Do that anywhere from three to five times. Do it once a day, twice a day, you know, whenever you think about it, okay? Another one is when you're standing it. So this is stuff that you could do at the desk. Put your hand on the side of your head and pull your head to one side. Try and pull that one ear to the opposite shoulder and stretch it. Now the secret of stretching, don't just go ar, 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 and pull on it. You want to breathe and relax and feel it. You want to feel a release. You feel it stretch. Sometimes you can feel to where it goes into a burn. 
that's fine because you're breaking loose of some of these fibers that are holding on to these some of these bad fluids like lactic acid and stuff like that and as it releases it starts to burn a little bit now you don't want to feel too much of burn burn where don't pull too hard don't jerk on it because you can tear some muscles and you don't want to do it so you're doing both sides pulling one ear to the other side you can even go forward and pull forward and like towards your chin to your chest now you're not having the fist this time you're pulling basically your hand right above your ear and pulling to the side right okay then the next one that we can do is this is where we are getting to let's say the edge of um hold on oh okay so we're going to do this other one too now you can take a hand towel okay now this is something that you can do in the shower this is something you can do after the shower basically and you can even use the big full-size towel as you're toweling off take the towel and put it right behind your neck and even with a hand towel, you can take and take a hand towel, basically, not the small one, but the medium-sized one. Take it and kind of roll it up and pull it. Or you could even do this with, let's say, a, um, a pillowcase. Take a pillowcase and wrap it up and pull it around your neck. And you're using it kind of like a band, but it's not a stretchy band. I'll get to that later. You can use stretchy bands. But you're pulling on that back of the neck and pull forward. Then you can also take it and pull up pull upping towards the ceiling. You can also take it and pull it to the side. Use that thing and then take the towel and kind of swish it back and forth like you're massaging your neck. Basically pulling across those muscles. You can go up high at the back of your skull. You can go down to the mid neck and then you could go down by your shoulders and pull it. Kind of like, you know, when a guy does that with their collar, pull on your neck. And basically as you pull down, you're pulling your head back and you'll feel a stretch Many times you'll get cracks. You get cracks and critching, and don't get too scared about that. If a crack happens, you don't have uh, any pain, that's good. But be careful with this. If you got a bad neck, be careful and go slow. Here's another thing that you can do is what you do is you go to the edge of a bed or the edge of a couch, okay? Couch in particular is a little bit lower, and the couch works better for you. And what you're doing is you're basically putting your knees down on the floor, then you're going to take your elbows and you're going to put them down on the bed or down on the couch. And then your elbows are there and then cup your hands on the back of your head. Okay. Cup your hands on the back of your head on those, those two knobs that are behind your ears. So your palms, the, the meat of the back of your thumb is going to cup right behind there. And what you do is, is on your knees, you are, you're basically kneeling down with your elbows on that couch and with your hands then compressing back there. And then what you do is you sink your butt down and scoot your butt down into the floor and then you're pushing against your head. You're using the back of your palms to push on those two knobs and release it and feel that stretch, okay? And again, you want to breathe into it. You want to relax and do this anywhere from three to five times. You want to hold it for about 15 to 20 seconds, okay? And every time you'll be able to do a little bit more. Now, keep in mind, when you're doing neck stretches and things like that, you're not going to get it all in one day. In fact, you don't want to get it all in one day. You want to build into this a little bit and a little bit at a time because any type of movement that you do in the, in the neck, even little bits, can have a huge effect and be careful that, you know, you start slow, start very slow. Anytime you start doing any neck exercises or stretches, 
because you can say, that doesn't feel like very much, but then the next day you won't be able to move your neck or your head for two to three weeks, right? So go very slow, okay? Um, you can also do this same method where you're leaning with your elbows on the couch, take that same hand towel and put it behind your neck and you're leaning into and basically scooching your butt down as you pull up towards like say the wall or as the ceiling at an angle and you're sinking and it's gonna pull your neck out and it's gonna pull on the back of your neck. Those are really good in terms of, of being able to use gravity to help to help you. Now here's another one that is where you use gravity. You lay on the floor, okay, and take a bottle of water. Now, not an empty bottle of water, or I'm sorry, not a, you, you have it full of water, okay? So basically like one of those, you know, bottle, not the great big ones, but a bottle of water or even a hand towel that's rolled up into a roll. And you want it at the back of your neck. Now, you can lay just straight on the floor and scooch back and have your head tip back and roll back on it. Another way to do this is do this on the edge of a couch or an edge of a bed so that your head, when it rolls back, it rolls back off of the, the, the bed so that gravity starts to pull it. Now, be careful. If you got a really bad neck, you can only go so far back. But then if, if you start to feel a little bit like it's too much, then you roll yourself back and roll back more on the bed and flatten your head out. So that you go back and you roll back so that it tips back on the bed and you're opening the throat up and do maybe some yawning, <sighs> some stretching, opening in the throat, doing some <sighs> opening the throat. You'll notice you need to swallow sometimes, okay? And then be careful with this, maybe hold it for anywhere from five to 20 seconds. Do it about three to five times. That helps to open up that back of the neck. Like I said, use a bottle or a towel, a rolled up towel. Sometimes I like to take a rolled up towel, get one that is dedicated for this, roll it so that it fits the size of your neck so that when you lay your, let's say lay on the floor, that it's tucked up underneath that, that curvature of your neck, or if you don't have a curve, it starts to make that curve. And then the back of your head touches the floor so that it fits right inside there. That's why a bottle of water tends to work really good because most people's neck size is about that size, right? But like I said, if you're using a towel and you're dedicating it, keeping it rolling it tight, it tends to unroll. So wrap some tape around it, like some duct tape at the edges and in the middle, just to hold it at that, you're making like a towel sausage that's able to kind of fit in around your neck. So it has some give, but it also has some firmness to it. Another thing that you can do with this one, I, I like this one a lot. This is what's called, you can do what's called an OA release or a, um, um, basically you can do a still point. You can, this actually helps to treat the cerebral spinal fluid and helps to reestablish this cranial sacral fluid flow. Because sometimes if your neck is out of whack and compressed, it can get stuck. There's a lot of headaches that are associated with head pressure, a lot of migraine headaches that are associated with the neck being in the wrong place and the cerebral spinal fluid, it's stuck in your head and it's squeezing your brain. So this one, what you do is you get like an old, you know, not a dirty gym sock, but a tube sock. Okay. And what you do is you basically take a tennis ball and you take a tennis ball and either you put it all the way to the end, or I like to do this before you get to the very end. So get a long tube sock. If you got to go buy one at the store, you know, those old 1970s tube sock, that's what you want, okay? 
just before the very end, you tie a knot in it. So it's a knot, okay? Then you put a tennis ball in there and you go all the way to there and then you tie another knot right next so that the tennis ball is sandwiched either to at the very end of the sock. I like it where it's actually a knot, tennis ball, knot, put another tennis ball in there and then a knot. So it goes knot, tennis ball, knot, tennis ball, knot. So that the the tennis balls are on either side with a knot in between and they're held in place. And so that when you put your head on it, they don't squish out of place, they stay. Now that middle knot that's in the middle, that goes right in the middle of your spine. So it's not pushing on the bones, but the balls go on either side uh, and you can put it right underneath that underside, right as it starts to curve and you lay on the floor and you lay on the floor and you just lay there with your head on these tennis balls. Now, if you place it lower, it tends to tip your neck back. And now the goal of this one is to just lay there and breathe. Sometimes it's actually even helpful to put something underneath your knees. So put a bolster under your knees or put a pillow under your knees so that you're laying there and you kind of just sink into it. So you can put it right there. You can put it up a little bit higher right on those two little round knobs. So it's actually laying on your skull. And you'll notice that as you breathe there, you'll start to really, really relax. And what it can do is it can actually reset. It's what's called in cranial sacral therapy, you create a still point, which is it creates an evenness between this hydraulic fluid, it resets, and now the rhythm goes back into the rhythm and it will release your skull. It feels really good on the neck. You can lay there. A lot of times people feel like they fall asleep and you'll fall asleep and you, you, next thing you know, especially even just a, you know, like if you can get into that point of a still point, it can literally take seconds and next thing you know, you're zoned out. And what it's doing is it's actually resetting the autonomic nervous system, resetting the parasympathetic nervous system. It does a reset on the brain. It's very helpful. Now, laying on a floor where it has a lot of give, like a real smushy type of, of um, uh, like carpeting, it tends to give a little bit too much. So laying on a hard floor can actually be helpful for this one. Or laying on a hard floor with a towel underneath. So like, like on... The, the hard kitchen floor or something like that. Or if you have that lower pile of carpet, it tends to work better than the thicker pile because it gives too much in that thicker pile, okay? That's a really good one to really start to open up and, and especially using the hydraulic fluid of your cerebral spinal fluid to do the work for you. That will start to pump up your spine and start to be like a floor jack where it goes bump, 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 bump and rehydrates the discs and decompresses your spine. Very, very helpful. Okay, then as I said, using the towel um, at the back of the head, even in the shower, okay? Let's say you are in a shower, okay? And you're taking a hot shower in the morning. Get one of those hand towels and don't worry, you're gonna get it wet, right? And so stand there with the hot shower on the back of your neck and just let it get nice and hot. And then take that hot, that towel that you can get it wet and you're then pulling on it and you're wringing it back and forth and you can, and then sometimes even putting a little soap on there that makes it kind of slide a little bit up and down and really massaging your neck and kind of seesawing it back and forth and then pulling it and stretching your neck. You can even pull down and pull your neck back 
and it, what it does is it unhinges your, your throat and unhinges your spine with that hot water that's on top of you. A lot of times people find that when their neck is compressed, these muscles in the front of the throat are very tight and they it's very helpful to get into the water. So even just standing in the water with the water shooting on your throat, shooting on this top part of your chest, right where the thyroid is, right where the two clavicle bones is, because this is also, if that's, your head is all moved forward, this has become shortened. And so you want to stretch these things, okay? So um, then we'll talk about banded traction, okay? You can go get those stretchy bands, right? You can get them at like Dick's Sporting Goods and stuff like that. And they're like the, the round kind of stretchy bands. Or you can even get the ones that are, are you want to get a pretty good long one. Because what you want to do is you want to make a loop on, like a loop in a loop, right? So at the very end, it's kind of like tied into a loop. What you do is you find a door. And then you open the door, you put those two loops around that doorknob and then close the door so that it's being held, the, that the, the loops are on the other side of the door and it's closed. Be careful that someone doesn't open the door. They'll see that, you know, if you're because you're laying on the floor in front of that door. Okay, the doorknob is at a high angle. And then what you do is you lay down on the floor with your head pointed at the door, right? You lay with your head pointed at the door and then you take those bands and you wrap them around the base of your skull right under those knobs under the ears, okay? And then you lay down, okay? And uh, you lay on the floor and then um, put that water bottle under your neck or that towel under your neck so that it's kind of supported, right? And so that you have those behind your ears. And then you just relax there. And if you need to add a little bit more traction, you just scoot your butt down. That's why the water bottle or the towel is good because it kind of rolls with you. And you're hanging there and it's literally at a 45 degree angle because keep in mind that, that, that those two loops are on the doorknob and it's pulling your neck up and pulling your out. And you lay there and you hold it from anywhere from 30, uh, 30 seconds and, um, and you'll do that, uh, and then you'll hold it for about 30 seconds, feel that traction, breathe, relax into it, and then take the pressure off of it, scooch back. And then you'll do that about three to five times. Now, we can also do that when we're laying there. So lay there and just lay there and let it traction, let it pull out. We can also lay there and kind of turn your head from side to side a little bit. And now lay to a side a little bit and have it pull at, at an angle, okay? Now, here's another thing that we can do with that stretchy band. What you do is, now we've taken it off the door. Now you're going to take a hand towel and put it around your, your neck, right? Put the hand towel behind the neck and then put the stretchy band out there. So now you're holding onto the stretchy band with it, because the reason you put it on a towel is because the stretchy band will tend to pull on your hair or pull on your skin. So the hand towel is there and then the stretchy band is on top. I like the tube ones, right, for this is really good. Now what you're doing is, is you're pulling, now put your hands into that, those, those, the stretchy band tube and you can pull forward, but pull up at an angle. So you're standing and you're pulling up because you're trying to pull your head up and out. And so you can do it where you're pulling and stretching it, holding and make sure you breathe. You can do this while you're sitting on a couch or you can do that while you're standing there. Then what you also do is you also want to pull it to the side. So where it's the ear to one shoulder, do that for a little while, then the ear to the other shoulder. So all of the different movements is we can do a back, 
basically you can flex into it where you're pulling and you're pulling it forward like in that crook of the neck right here at the underneath the skull so you're tipping your head back as you're pulling it straight we can also do as you pull your head forward and you're pulling down so it's with your head all the way back with your like chin to your chest then we can do the lateral which is one ear to one shoulder one ear to the other shoulder and then we can also do the rotation like think about turning your head to get out of the garage so as you're tractioning it with this rubber band you're pulling on it and you're not jerking you're just doing a nice good consistent pull okay now here's another thing i like to use i like to use water if you have a pool to go to um you know basically there's these community centers or you know lifetime fitness certainly you can swim in the pool one of the best things to now some people have problems doing like the front stroke where they're turning their head from side to side that's helpful that helps to unwind some people like to wear a mask and snorkel and do the the front crawl swimming without having to turn their head if they got a real bad neck i've seen a lot of guys who've who've done that especially if they had some neck surgery they have to do it that way now another really good way is using the kickboard getting the kickboard and doing some kick exercises or just like some frog kicks with your head just relaxed now you can also do the backstroke now get the hold so doing a lot of people don't like to do the backstroke you don't have to do that get the kickboard and do the backstroke where you are holding it out in front of you and you're you're doing the kicking in the water with your neck completely like that now also you can use the water which is basically go to the edge of the pool put your neck at the edge of the pool where it's hanging on the edge of the pool and then take a kickboard or take a noodle and put it underneath your knees so that you can just lay there and you just almost just pass out because you're not going to sink you're not going to drown the back of your head is on the edge of that pool or the edge of the hot tub or something like that and the rest of your body's just floating there and the goal there is just completely relax relax into it and it'll start to pull up on your neck okay um then you can also lay there in the water and get the noodle so take one of those noodles a lot of people float with the noodle put the noodle underneath your neck and either float there with the noodle underneath your neck and your your legs will go down in the water and that tends to pull it this way but you can also put a noodle underneath your neck and a noodle underneath your knees and then you'll kind of float like this a little bit but the goal of this is to completely relax if you're afraid of drowning put the noodle at your back or something like that but you know if you relax and you just keep breathing holding air in your chest will get you to float and that will and the water will completely relax you and that will start to do some traction on your neck okay um also when you're laying there and anytime you're doing some neck stretches also incorporate your jaw your jaw where you get into like a yawn and if you do it good enough you'll you actually yawn right and if you're sympathetic enough you've just yawned because sympathetic people empathetic people see one person yawn that makes them yawn so if you just yawn because you saw me yawn or heard you yawn you're an empathetic person if you didn't you might want to work on that you might want to work on getting empathetic and feeling what other people feels even when animals yawn and people will yawn or you yawn in front of an animal they will yawn too it's one of these things these kind of basically it's like if you're yawning that means everything's good and you're not in danger and so the animal animal goes oh good okay well if you're not in danger then i'm not in danger and then i'm let's just 
whew, hang out here and relax. But it also unhinges the jaw and takes the pressure off of the neck, especially the base of the skull. Okay. Um, another really great thing is using that jaw. What you do is you take three knuckles. Now, if you can't really open your jaw really well, you take two knuckles. So if you can see me, you're taking the knuckles, basically fold your fingers in and almost make a fist, but take two fingers. Okay. Now, if you're good, take three fingers and put, and basically insert them into your mouth. And you're not biting down, but you're relaxing and just breathe there. Breathe through your nose, stick it in there. And those three fingers go into, and you're relaxing, and then you'll feel the pressure that's on your fingers. Don't bite yourself. If you can only do two fingers, that's fine. If you can do the three, you know, smaller fingers, which is the middle finger, the ring finger, and the pinky finger, but ultimately you need to get to where you can do the pointer finger, the middle finger, and the ring finger as the three fingers that go into your mouth, and that helps to unhinge your jaw. Now, we get into some devices and tools. A lot of times people, what really does your neck is the computer or looking at your screen. I highly recommend getting these things called prism glasses. You'll see they look like a prism. You can find them, I got these on eBay, they're like 14 bucks. And what it is is a prism basically allows you to lay there, sit there, and instead of looking your head down, you're looking down while looking straight out. So when I put these prism glasses on, it allows me to read a paper or look at something while I'm sitting there. So if you see me on the screen, I'm looking and I'm, I can completely let my head relax here and my head and neck is in a good position, but I'm reading what's in my lap. You can also use this to watch, if you tend to watch TV at nighttime and lay down on the couch or they're all head all crooked forward or laying in bed reading, a lot of times people hurt their neck by sitting up and reading and you can get the pillow just right, but these allow you to lay down in bed and lay completely flat and read because you see down. Or let's say you lay on the couch or you lay in bed and you lay back in a comfortable position and then you see the TV that's on the wall. So instead of crooking your head forward, it allows you to see that with your head back and relaxed. So you could watch TV with that pillow under your neck or let's say the round uh, pillow or, or even the water bottle or something like that and lay there for a while reading a book or watching your TV or doing your computer screen. It's great. It really is a helpful way. You could get to a point where you spend a lot of time working at a job and instead of having your computer, let's say you have your laptop, have your laptop set up so it's pointing down and you're sitting there and you look like you got these space age glasses and you can even, if you have to wear glasses, so let's say you need reading glasses, you can wear them underneath. And so if you don't need glasses, fine. But if you do need glasses, those glasses fit right underneath and the prism glasses help to, now that you fixed your neck, how do I keep it there? Because you can stretch your neck and then completely screw it up just by spending another five minutes looking down at your screen. So this is a great way to, once you get it there, and it will help to undo your spine as you're doing day-to-day -day things. Um, <clears throat> shoulder doorway stretches because the neck is into the shoulder. And so we talked about doing that side to side and forward, 
but also standing in a doorway and opening your shoulder up so you can put the heart the hand inside the flat of the the doorway and open your shoulder with your hand you can also push right on the knob of your shoulder and lean your body into it and stretch and then also twist your neck to the opposite side while you're bre deeply breathing breathing and releasing that um, that's very very helpful um, of the doorway stretches Sometimes you can also, if you've got really, because these muscles, if your shoulders are really rolled forward, the pec muscles have become very shortened. What you do is you get a tennis ball and then you stick it right here and you lean into that doorway and push that tennis ball because it fits right inside that knob right there, right where your pec muscles attach to the shoulder. And that's what you release. You're releasing that muscle right at the tendinous attachment and then it helps to get your shoulders back, which then frees your neck out and allows your neck to come out of that hole. Massage. Massage is great to have work. Uh, there's another uh, a, a technique, that, a couple different techniques that I've added into my work, which is rock tape. So we can do taping. So you can tape the neck in, in terms of being able to tape the neck to actually pull on it. So sometimes you'll PC people with that kind of kinesio tape. You can tape the neck muscles. You can tape them down. You can tape them across. You can tape them as an X at that point, And it helps to kind of release that and really help with that. You can also use the rock blade, which is you scrape at that, the rock combing. That helps to pull a lot of this bad blood because if these muscles have become super tight, it's holding on to a lot of different bad fluid. I also do cupping. So you can do this rock uh, tape uh, cupping. They make these little silicone cups that when you come in, I'll put them on your neck and it will then... So you remember Michael Phelps had those little round sucker things? That's what cupping is. And those round where it looked like it was like a bruise, it wasn't a bruise. What it was doing is it was sucking this bad fluid out of there because this bad fluid is what's holding pain. It's also what's holding the stiffness and the shortness and the, the basically breakdown of the muscle which is then trapping the bones. So to get that crap out of there is the way that you rehab the bones and get the blood flow back into the bones so that you can, especially if you have bones that really look bad on a chiropractic uh, x-ray, you can rehab and regrow those bones. But the way is, is you got to take the pressure off those muscles and then also suck all that bad juice, all that bad fluid. So the cupping has been very helpful. Inversion tables. Getting an inversion table, whether it's the teeter hang-ups or whatever, and sure, you can hang all the way upside down. But in the beginning phases, I recommend only laying about 45 degrees. It's more than enough pressure of gravity using. And you can lay there where you're just laying there, or you can put that towel under the neck because that it helps to kind of reestablish that curvature. And then you can just lay there at 45 degrees for a couple of minutes, or you can pump back and forth. You lay there flat for 20 seconds, and then 45 degrees for 20 seconds and you go back and forth and you pump the spinal fluid and that helps to pump that up and will rehydrate those discs. Sometimes you can actually get on the inversion table. Now the inversion table that has the strap that holds it at 45 degrees, you can then have a partner or a friend or you know your therapist come and then pull on that or even let's say wrap that towel or that, that um, 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 stretchy band or, or the, um, what was I going to say, um, uh, the pillowcase. Wrap that around the back of your ears. And as you're laying there on the table, on the inversion table, they are just slightly putting traction and pulling. And that pulls your head. So not only are you using gravity, but you're also using the help of another force to, now don't jerk, and you got to have a good trust with this. 
But that's something I can do for people as well, is to help to unwind and pull that turtle head out. And then again, the, the chiro, the chiropractor can also crack in terms of basically breaking loose these joints that have not, you know, fused together, but almost fused together. So when you're doing a crack of the neck, when they crunch, crunch it by twisting or pulling it or jerking it, what that cracking is, you, it's, it's not breaking anything. What it's doing is it's, it's, it's breaking a seal of, because the seal inside your joints are essentially like pop bottles. Basically, it's, it's, they, they, they are seals that fill with fluid and fill with an oil. And that oil is supposed to lubricate things. Well, sometimes if they're out of place, they get stuck in the wrong place. And by breaking that seal, that then gets it moving again and starts to rehydrate it. So the cracking of the neck, whether it's through twisting or the direct traction uh, that they pull and they crack, where they really pull it out like that, is also very, very helpful. But it's not a replacement of your own exercise. Now, the other thing that you can do is when you're driving in the car, after you've done your stretches, because the reason that your neck got stuck there is because the muscles in the front got stuck too strong and the muscles in the back got stuck elongated and too weak. So by stretching the neck and stuff like that, we also want to, now that I got it there, how do I keep it there? And how do I keep it from going back to there? It's about rebuilding those muscles. This is where a car comes in help because that back of the head thing is, you know, basically that head rest on the back of your car. As you're driving there, you push into it and you push not too hard, just a little bit, and you push into it straight back, or you push into it like this, where you tip your, chip your, your chin up, or you can push it off to the side. So basically, you're developing the muscle in the back of the neck, which goes all the way down your spine. Now, do it a little bit, maybe just a couple seconds for the first couple weeks at a time, because you think, oh, I can do this. When I first learned this, I did this. And I would like do it for you know a couple minutes at a time, and I couldn't move my neck for a week because it's really serious in in, in terms of of you've gotten deep in that hole. It's going to take you a while to get out. So when you combine all of these things a little bit here, a little bit here, a little bit here, a little bit here, then you can start to unwind your neck. And unwinding your neck is the secret. To, it is the secret to the healthy life that you want to live and everything about all your organs working the way because every single organ connects to it, including, like I said, the fertility organs, which are more than just about having sex or babies. That's about your mojo. That's about your, your, your activity. That's about your gut feelings. Your, you, know, you, you think you feel it in your, you, you think it in your brain first. You, you get the answer. You don't get the answer in your brain first. You get it in your gut first, and then it talks to the brain. And if there's a disconnect, you're gonna be disconnected. So by lining these things back up and then creating that nice, good, long enough neck that has a good curvature and is nice and springy and your ear is over here, then everything's lined up. Your vagus nerve is nice and is happy. There's nothing pulling on it. That is the secret to longevity and happiness and joy and peace and, every, and, and wealthiness too. Everything that you say that you want, you want it to come easy to you. It comes easy to you when your neck and your brain is in alignment. So this is Jason Eagle, your natural health authority. Till next time, thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks for watching. I invite you to press the like button because you liked what I had to say about your health. And also press the subscribe button to be able to easily find me and also be part of this. I look forward to helping you reclaim your health naturally.